Welcome to Tavern Tales Junior, a curated live play 5e Dungeons and Dragons podcast for kids. In Tavern Tales Junior, we'll take a group of kids on a fantastical adventure using a modified 5e rule set. This podcast is created by and for kids. So let's see where they want to take the adventure today. I'm wondering if you'd go wandering with me through the wilderness and woods to where the winds are blowing free through the darkness of the night heading toward the morning light I wonder if you'd wander with me and I'll spread the word and you beat the drum we'll round up the troops and get the gang to come and we'll leave the street Welcome to Tavern Tales Junior. This is a well podcast for kids and adults. Yeah, what kind of podcast is it? What game are we playing? D and D. Dungeons and Dragons. Do you guys know with it what edition of Dungeons and Dragons we're playing? Five E. That's right. We're playing Five E. I am Will, and I play the role of Flash. What type of role is Flash? He's a... A fighter. What type of fighter Fighter. is he? Do you remember? I think he was a spellcast fighter. Yeah, which means he's an... A dritz night pope. Don't believe the last part's in there, but (laughs) if he does need to use the bathroom, he will find an opportunity to do so. Hi, my name is Alex. I play the role of Christopher, a dark elf thief. Uh, maybe his sword? Sure, he has a sword? What type of sword does he have? He has, uh, he has a short sword named Sort Sword. Why is it called that? Because it sorts the living from the dead. And we've done that in a podcast before, which I think is hilarious. But is there anything else that's unique that nobody knows about Christopher that you're just going to make up right now? That he is Prince of the Elves. Oh, we revealed that at the end of the last game. Prince of a House Tougher. All right, and who is the player I'm pointing at now? Hi, my name is Malcolm, and I am playing Flemma Kerpich, a dragonborn. He is a red. A red dragonborn. And what type of class is he? What does he do? He's, he... a, he's a ranger. His pet is a giant eagle. A giant eagle? What color is this giant eagle's wings? Mm, white and red. White and red. And... What is the eagle's name? Eddie the Eagle. Excellent. Okay, we have one last player at the table today. Who is our final player at the table? Hi, I'm Robin, and I play Sasha Kikian, a wizard tabaxi who is lawfully good and is from the tribe of Mifwas. Mifwas is another word for tabaxi in our language, the tabaxi language. That's great to hear. Let's catch our players back up to where we were when last they were with us. We have defeated a couple of... Umberhulks. Umberhulks. And then we found some treasure that the Umberhulks had carried as well. And after they had the some of the, these this intrepid party of the Lord's Own had stepped out into the cavern further, they realized that the farmer, Arabella, Flamma, and Christopher had all been kidnapped. Dun, dun, dun. No! So our four Lord's Own people that were left over, or including Georgington, five, they 
then snuck out after them, trying to sneak up on this party of what What had taken them? Driders? What is a drider? A eight-legged spider person with half-human drow body. <laughs> Dark elf. That's right. The top half of them are drow or dark elves, and the bottom half are eight-legged spiders. If you can imagine that in your head, they were very brutal and difficult creatures. Can I I say the thing at the very end where I did like a miracle thingy? What was the thing you did? I intimidated him. Right. Okay. Well, we'll get to that in just a moment. So we snuck along, and you guys faced down two driders that were left as sentries. You killed one of them, and what happened to the other? He ran away! Yes, fast he, as he could. He did run away as fast as he could, and you chose not to pursue him because your friends were still trapped and being carried away. You left the cavern, entering where? Do you remember where you came out? In the middle of a forest. Yeah, and this forest was connected to something else. Do you remember what it was connected to? I forget the town, but I know it was connected to a giant city. That's right. A giant city named Menzoberanzan, which is actually where Christopher is from. Christopher. Now, Christopher, <laughs> when they got to the city, they found you and Flamma and the farmer and his daughter, or all four of you realized that you were what? What was going on with you guys? We were stuck in some kind of web. Right. You had been wrapped from head to toe in webbing. And what was going on? We were being dragged along by some driders. So that they could take them as prisoners. Yes. But then they realized something. Yes, they did. Because... So Flash scared this large herd of Rothas, which are these gigantic, large cows with shaggy fur and really long, curving horns. And he scared a whole herd of them. And the reason he did that was to stop some drow from intercepting these driders. And in fact, the herd of Rothas trampled one of the drow riding a giant salamander and scared the other one away. One of them got left. Meanwhile, DJ jumped onto the back of one of the Rothas and rode it to catch up to the driders while everyone else ran as fast as they could to catch up. They caught up to the driders, and then what happened? Initiative! But why? What did your character do, Robin? What did Sasha do? That was at do? the end of the episode. At we the we very... skipped all of the fighter. Well, we don't, we're not going to describe the fight specifically because well, um, we want to get to this game. Sasha cast tongues as a level three spell and that allowed her to speak any language. And so she chose to speak Dark Elf, I think. Well, yes, you can speak any and all languages and read any and all writing. And so I spoke that and surprised both Christopher and the Drida. Exactly. And you were very intimidating. And all of this came to a head because while Flamma and the father and the daughter were all unconscious and knocked out from the Drider's attack, someone woke up. And what did you do? I loosened the ropes a little bit. That's right, the webbing, yep. So I could just peek out, and then one of the Driders struck me. Why did the Drider hit you? Do you recall? I don't exactly remember. Your character's hood from your or Lord's own cloak was covering your face. And as the drider hit you, it knocked the hood from your face. And what happened when all of the driders saw your face? They kind of healed back and didn't look like they wanted to fight anymore because I am a dark elf and they're half dark elf. We'll get to that. 
Yes, they are kind of dark elves. They recognized your hair and they recognized your skin, but more than anything else, they recognized your eyes. Yes. And what color eyes do you have? I have bright red glowing eyes. That's right, which is a very, very distinct feature known only to one house of Dark Elves of Dark Elf lineage. Hey, Dad. Yes. Did you know that Alex has the same favorite colors as you do? I didn't know that. That he, was not likes, really relevant, though. He likes green and purple, and you like green and purple. The, wonderful. Okay, moving along. <gasps> Flamma, you have awakened. You're bound in a sticky, ropey substance. You cannot see, you can hardly hear, you definitely cannot move. There is the sounds of fighting going on, and that is what has awakened you to where you are. But you can't move, and you're laying on the ground, you believe, and you were moving, being dragged across some sort of uh, rocky surface. Further, you hear voices, and these voices, though indistinct, sound like your friend, Sasha Kikian, and sound like your comrade-in-arms, the person you've been working with at the Lord's Own in the same group for the last couple of years. It sounds like Sasha Kikian and Christopher, the dark, the dark elf, are talking in a language you don't understand, but you can't move at all. Is there anything you would like to try to do? I would try to use my uh, warhammer to break all the. Well, your warhammer is currently on your back, and your arms are bound to your sides, and you can hardly move at all. Um. You might be able to open your mouth a little bit. But if I if I use my fire breath, I'll burn everyone else. I uh, I don't know if you'll end up burning anybody else because it sounds like they're not too close to you. You might no. be all on your own. I mean, like, are we in the same sack? No, of... you're all by yourself. You're all bound oh, up in your own. Oh, then I will use my fire breath. Ah, okay. So you do that. You open up your mouth and issue forth a belch of flame. What does it sound like? <sighs> Suddenly, everyone else. While you were do- talking with that single drow on their giant salamander, remember the gi- driders have all run away in fear of Christopher and Sasha, and suddenly a belch of flame erupts from one of the sacks, and Flamma or Pitch breaks free. Do I awaken everybody? The farmer and the daughter are still tied up in their sacks. However, you can, if you, when you pay, however, when you have a good little quick look at them, you can see that they are still unconscious and maybe only moving a tiny little bit. They seem to be still asleep. They're not dead, right? No, uh, not that you've been able to determine, not that you've had a chance to check on them either to see if they are. Boris moves over and tries to start freeing them. Meanwhile, the drow turns to Christopher and says, Christopher of the House Tougher, you're arrested and you'll come with me. No, you don't. He pulls out a stick, holds it aloft, and shoots it into the sky. A large amount of sparks issue from the top of it, seeming as though he's alerting other drow patrols that would be nearby to come to him. What do you do? I will pull out my crossbow in case more come. You pull out your crossbow. What does the rest of you do? I conjure acid bubble and have it floating above my hand, ready to throw. Okay, acid bubbles there. Yep. And I will pull out my magic crossbow and my uh, warhammer. The drow on the large salamander, the giant salamander, begins to back up 
and says, Reinforcements will be here soon enough for all the like of you, the Lord's own surface-dwelling fools. You'll be arrested and sold into slavery, all of you. Do you know people are wearing their low-down cloaks? He says, you're all going to be arrested and sold into slavery. What do you guys say? Oh, no, he didn't. (laughs) I'm gonna pull out sword sword as well. I'm gonna pull out magic sword. I'm gonna say back off. (laughs) He says, your displays of your weapons are more than threatening, but you will not be able to stop the might of the drow patrols which shall set themselves upon you. And it's true enough, as you can see, many, many drow start coming to your area. There are more than 20 drow, some of them, some of them on giant salamanders. They all have wicked-looking weapons. The drow then tells you all, as you're standing there looking as intimidating as you can, throw on your weapons or die. Oh, no, he didn't. And then I say that in Orcish. Because I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just experimenting. When you say that, an arrow is shot at you. I want to dodge it. It hits you, so it does eight points of damage to you. No, I'm, I have my mage armor on. Yes, it still hits you. How about four? Eight. Daddy, look how much umber hole guys are there. Wow, that's a really cool Why display Why can't I talk in random languages? You can. What do the rest of you do? Bows, crossbows, spears, and javelins are all aimed at you by this 20 and now even more drow. And I say to the rest of the group in normal English. Yeah. I'm not so sure this was a good idea. (laughs) That's a good point. Georgington says, I believe we are outnumbered and outmatched. Christopher, you were here on a diplomatic mission, were you not? Why did you not say anything about who you were? Well, you never told me. We just have to accept it. The past is the past. The present is the present. And we have no idea what the future is. But there always is the future. I think the future this time might be slavery. Uh, I don't want slavery, so let's kick some butt. Boris agrees with you. Boris says, yes, let's go and fight. And Boris takes three arrows in the chest. Thunk, 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 and reels with pain and agony. Boris! Georgington moves to try to protect Boris, and Boris says, No, no, I will not be a slave! And he charges forward, and another, and then a javelin hits him in the leg, and he stumbles, but he doesn't fall. And he gets to one of the salamanders, and the salamander bites him. Ah! Why did you kill Boris off? Why couldn't he just go live in, in Silveranza? Or did you have to kill him? Now Boris can't play with us. Boris didn't die, guys. Boris has just been really, really badly hurt. Georgington, you need to heal him. Georgington or... I can or heal, fl- but you're stuck. I'm out. How? I use my my fire breath to get out of the oh, sack. Yeah. Heal him. Do you, Fire move, you move forward to, to, he, to get to Boris to heal him? As you take two steps forward, two arrows are shot at you. And the, one of the drows says in broken common, Stay where you are! Both of the arrows hit you and you take 16 points of damage. What do I do? Where are you drawing? So on your piece of paper there, you'll put a mark on the hit points section that says, and you just write the number 16. It's in the middle underneath your initiative. So where are the hit points? Just oh, put a 16 okay. there. 
That's how many to- hit points you have total. Yeah, I'm fine, really. Well, 16? Yep. Chris, what are you going to do? I'm going to say, I don't think fighting is our best bet here. You're right. Let's do you throw play your along. weapons to the ground? No. I, think I don't want to. And I whisper to Christopher, let's play along. Then let's escape. What do you do with your weapons then? I think I know what you I think like do. we we put them away, but still we have like our hands on our weapons in case. One of the drows gets down and starts to tie up Boris. Georgington looks worried, but he doesn't move. The rest of you gather together, grouped and bunched. There are many, many drow, many giant salamanders here. All of them have bows and arrows and has been shown they will shoot you if you uh, choose to make some sort of aggressive or attacking movement. So what do you do? Everyone, play along. I know Boris has hurt Georgington, but we just have to play along. But we're going to let them think that we're going to do what they say. But while we're doing this, me and Christopher will forge a plan. I put up my hands and I say to the other dark elves, we surrender. Do you throw your weapons on the ground? I don't think so. We put them away. You put your weapons back in their holsters. As you start to put your weapons away, the drow move in. Several of them, two per each one of you, climbs down off their giant salamanders and binds your wrists behind your back. They start to take your wrists and put them behind their back and tie them off with unkempt rope that hurts your wrists and they take your weapons off of you. No! No, Maju Sword! Are we really... You have all been bound, and then they put chains between you and march you in a line behind one of the salamanders. Boris is tied up and put into a cart with the farmer and Arabella. Yes. Where does Eddie the eagle go? You haven't seen Eddie, ever since you were knocked unconscious and dragged away after you defeated the Umber Hulks, Eddie has disappeared. You don't know where he is, and you're probably pretty worried about him. I think Eddie's going to be our way out of here, Christopher. Then you are marched through the city of Menzobaranzan. You finish walking through this forest, and it comes out into a settlement area. There are all of these homes that are built up around little stalagmites and stalactites, and there are no, not really any homes in the cavern itself. They're all connected to the outer walls, but there are some buildings in the town you're walking by, and they are beautiful, gorgeous-looking buildings made out of rough-hewn granite and stone and as you walk, the citizens of Menzoberanzan that are on the streets step to the side and look at you. I'm gonna try to say quietly to Flamma, do you have a way to call Eddie? I will say, I think he's too far. I can't call him from that far, even though I can speak animal. Eddie might be too far away to actually be able to help or render any assistance. As you're walking along down the road, the six of you, including DJ and Georgington, continue down one road, and the cart with the farmer and Arabella and Boris turns down another road, leaving them behind. I'll go back the way the drowders go. You've been bound up. Your arms are tied behind your back and there's a rope that stretches behind you to Sasha and in front of you to Flamma. Christopher is in the lead. DJ and Georgington are behind Sasha. You're being marched through the city. There's a large pillar that runs from the roof of the cavern to the bottom of the cavern. And this pillar has a glowing light 
all the way around it. And this glowing light is very, very close to the top of the cavern. And one of the drow in the very front that all four of you can hear says, It's getting on towards night now. He says in Dark Health, which both Sasha and Chris can hear. Both of you relay this to the rest of the group that they say that it's getting towards night and you believe and you realize that this light that goes up and that goes up into the roof is a simulacrum or a representation of what would be the sun because there is no other light here. And as it ascends into the roof, all of these glowing funguses start to light up on the streets. There are pale blue and light red and purple funguses that start to glow as the light leaves, casting the, like they were street lights lighting up on the streets of Menzo Berenzen. And you're marched along and you enter a bazaar. And do you know what a bazaar is, anybody? A bazaar is a marketplace with a whole bunch of wooden shell, wooden stalls and um, places for people to sell their wares. And there is a whole bunch of mushrooms being sold and some fancy brooches and some silver uh, rings and whatnot that are being sold. And there's weapons as well. Anything you can possibly imagine is being sold down here except for vegetables that you would get on the surface. Did they take my... I'm not going to ask because you're going to say yes. What did they take? Did they take my Umber Hulk eyes? Your Umber Hulk eyes are in the bag that Boris has <gasps> over his back. Is Eddie there? Eddie isn't. You still don't see any sign of Eddie. You're marched through here. Now, Christopher, you know Menzo Branzan because you're from here. You've been here before and you're being marched not to the prison. You are not being taken to the Temple of Lolth, which is the Spider Queen God of the Drow. You are instead being marched to your parents' home, the estate on the north side. And as you're being marched there, a number of the guards have left. Most of the guards actually left with Boris and the two bound prisoners of the farmer and the daughter. You are being marched along this side street when one of the drow turns to the leader and says, Hey, you're not taking them to the Tower residence, are you? And he says, why, yes, I am. I believe we'll get the prettiest penny from taking this erstwhile prince back to his mother and father. And the other one says, no, 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 no. We'll get even more money if we take them to the family just beneath them and they can then ransom them back to the tougher family. Does anybody know what want to name the other family? The Goldwicks. The Goldwicks? The Gouldwicks. That's kind of and their names on the nose. Can I tell their Can I tell the, their names? Sure. Rocket, Spike, Yoda, and Fox. But this this drow who's in the lead, his name is actually Raket, and it's R apostrophe K E T Raket, and the other one is Fox F apostrophe O C K S Fox. So, I picked Fox for a family. Yes, you did. All right. So, Raquette and Fox, Fox are in the lead, and they're trying to determine whether they should take you back to the Tougher family or to the Gouldwicks. You are in the lead, Christopher, Prince 
of the tougher family. Do you have anything to say to these two who are talking? I said to them, will you just hurry up and make up your minds? Okay. So the two of them then decide to take you, it not to your family, but to the Gouldwicks instead. Is that happier for you or would you rather go to your family? Because you might be able to convince them to go one way or the other. I think my family would be a, a little less hard on us. Ah, so do you want to try to convince them to take you in not to the Gouldwicks, who are en- enemies of your family, or do you want to have them take you to the tougher family? So I said to them, no, no, we'd give you way more money for me and my friends. Make a persuasion check. So that's rolling a 20-sided die, and then you'll see there's a, a persuasion skill right next to your attributes there. Get a 20! And, there's, and okay. there's a number next to it, and you'll add that to the die you roll. You're not the best at persuasion, are you? No. All right, roll it up. Uh, with my persuasion bonus, I got a six. A six is not enough. They don't really pay any attention to you. But Sasha, you see what Christopher is trying to do. You still have tongues available to you. You can still speak in the Dark Elf language. Would you like to try to assist Christopher at all? I will assist him. How will you assist him? What will you say? Well, I mean, what do you really want? Money or the favor of your god? Wow, okay. One of them says, what do you know about our god? I know stories. I know tales, and I know the truth. And I give them a smile that it's hard to look through. You you don't know what I'm smiling about, but it looks like I know something they don't. Okay, well then make your persuasion check. What was the number? Eight. That's still about the same as what Christopher got. They don't really believe you either, since you are a dirty foreigner. Um, And my last name is Golden Dragon. Okay, Golden Dragon. Flash Golden Dragon. The human. Interesting. Good to know. We'll mark that on your character sheet later. Now, you are led to Christopher's family's house. So the the fight between the two happens. After hearing the two of you, the one who is in favor of taking you to the tougher family says, that's neither here nor there. I'm still in charge here and I'll be taking them to the tougher family. But if you want, you could go and inform the Gouldwicks that the erstwhile black prince of the of the tougher family is in Menzoberanzan. And they nod to each other evilly. And the one leaves, and then you have six guards escort you to the Tougher family residence. The Tougher family is the seventh most powerful family in all of Menzoberanzan, and it is ruled by Christopher's mother, and her name is... Fala. 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 I thought Christina would be nice. <laughs> I thought it would be I like trains. And Fala Tougher is there at the entrance looking at the group with a stern expression on her face as you are marched up. Your arms and armor, uh, well, you're still wearing your armor, but your weapons are thrown in a heap in a pile at the entrance of the door just outside, and she steps aside from the door to have all six of you escorted into the house. Are we given our weapons? Your weapons have been thrown on the ground outside the house, and now you're inside the house. What's inside the house? How about we have Alex describe the inside of his family home. The inside is very, very big. 
It's just it looks small because there's so many different rooms. Okay. So I can't really be sure where which room we're going to. Well, you're in the main room, the entranceway. There is gray carpet lying the floor with two chairs. Malcolm, what do the two chairs look like? The one looks like a dark elf and one looks just all red bloody and stuff. One of the chairs is all bloody? I know, but it looks. Oh, okay, because of the, the stain on it? Yeah. So it just has a real dark reddish stain. It's made out of wood or is it made out of something else? It's made out of paint. Well, that that's what it's painted, but is the chair made out of wood? or Yeah. The, okay. Metal. So it's, metal. It's a metal chair that is painted blood red, and the other chair is carved out of wood to look like a dark elf, and you can just sit on the dark elf. <laughs> you have never seen these chairs before in your life. They are very strange. Your mother stands there. What color is your mother's hair? Very bright gray. Very bright gray. So it used to be white, and it has slowly changed to gray. And does she have the same glowing red eyes that you have yes and what is she wearing robin a long flowing deep 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 red dress and these fiery tinted scaled kind of like dragonborn scales but like fake ones not real ones because maybe they are real (laughs) you don't know red dragonborn scale high heels with textures that look like they were painted by dragonborn fire and i'll add that she's also wearing a dragonborn scale short jacket to go with her dress that matches her shoes she looks very evil and then will the family pet comes running in and stops at the mom's legs what is the tougher family pet it is a bird a bird okay it is a night bird And what color is it? It's like, just like Christopher's eyes. Oh, it is bright, glowing red. Okay. It has the same glowing color of bright, glowing red eyes that Christopher has as well. It flutters into a landing and stops. It has four legs and wings. Its legs are kind of like spider legs with little hairs and fur on them. And it's got glowing red eyes as well. And what is its name? Its name is Dragon. Perfect. I mean, Draggy. Draggy? Okay, I like that better. The law says, Not now, Draggy. Not now. We have guests, do we not? Guards, undo their bindings, please. And the guard bows and holds out his hand. And she says, Oh, fine. And a drow seneschal, a, a courtier, a, some like the butler of the house, he steps forward from a, an alcove that you did not see previous. He hands a bag of what could be gold or gems or something else to the drow, and then he bows and leaves. And it is just you, Dragi, Fala, standing in the entranceway of the tougher family home. Where's my dad then? This is important. Your dad doesn't mean or matter anything at all. Your dad has no status in drow society. All of the drow lineage and all of the the power in a family is the mother. So the mom, she is the one who's in charge. Everybody asks her what to do. The mom controls all of the money. The mom controls all of the decisions that are made by the family. And when the fa- the family courts, here's what your mother says. Your mother stands there and looks at the group of you, looks long and hard. 
Does anybody say anything? Or do you all stand there quietly? I say, I think I recognize you. Your mother glares at Flash and then looks at you and looks back at Flash as though, how dare you allow your friends to speak before her? But she still says nothing. Dragi sits next to your mom's leg on all fours, just kind of splays there, and then his tongue lolls out of his mouth, and he looks at you, and he pulls his tongue back in, and he cocks his head to either side like, I don't really know who this person is, and he kind of, you look at him, and and what do you do? I just stare back at him like, what are you doing? He gets nervous, and he hides behind your mom's legs. Finally, after what seems like a whole lot of time, your mother finally says, So, you have returned, have you? I cannot believe my son has been captured by traitors in Menzobaranzan. The face I will have lost in society for your, not, not just for having my eldest son flee his duties and responsibilities, but to have returned as you have and captured, it is an offense to my sight. Ugh, let alone the surface dwellers you bring with you. Although the dragonborn does have nice scales. And she, like, brushes her jacket menacingly while looking at Flamma and at DJ as though, hmm, maybe I'll just turn them into a pair of pants and a shirt. But she doesn't say those things. She just gives the look. Then she says, gather your belongings from the front and come with me. We have much to discuss. The butler opens the door. Weapons are all piled by the front step. I go grab my staff. I go grab my magic sword, and it's actually a staff. I go and pick up sword sword and my crossbow and put them away. I will pick up them and hide them. It'd be pretty hard to hide a crossbow. It's a pretty big weapon. You've got a thing that you hang it from on your belt. And you can hang it there and be ready to go. You pick up the rest of your weapon. I believe you also have your warhammer. Everyone picks up all of the weapons that they currently have and gathers up. Your mom, Christopher, has moved into like a meeting room. It has a, a bunch of glowing mushrooms set in sconces on the walls and they're there is a big long table where your mom does most of her work most of the time. There is a map of Menzobaranzan that has been drawn and etched into the table itself. And she stands at the head of the table and waits for all of you to come in. I slyly walk in and lean against the wall, but I give her a menacing look like, don't you do this, lady. I don't want to hurt you. But if you aren't my friends, you're going to pay. She gives you a look up and down. She sees that you have mage armor on. She notices that you're a wizard. And she, then she looks at your skin. In fact, your luscious fur. And she then begins to think about how nice you might look as a hat. And that's how she looks at you, like you're a hat from there on out. Christopher, what did you want to say? So I said to everybody else, it's okay, go inside. And I also wanted to add that Draggy flew into the room and landed on the table. Draggy has flown into the room and landed on the table. And your mother pulls a stick from somewhere within her dress and jacket and hits Draggy, knocking him off the table. He hisses in annoyance and hides behind your mom's legs again. And the group assembles around the table, much like where we are right now now 
with Christopher at one side, picture as well, Georgington and DJ around the table. So it's a four-sided table, two, two, two around with the mom, Fala, there at the front. Fala opens her mouth and says, You're so lucky you've returned at the time that you have, my erstwhile son. Why would this be? The Goldwicks have made their move. You remember them? You remember your childhood arch nemesis? Malcolm, what was the childhood nemesis name? Chari. I feel like they were friends and then they slowly grew apart. Yes. Peace by peace. That's a good point. You and Chari were really, really good friends. Is Chari a boy or a girl, Alex? Girl. You and Chari were very, very good friends, but you were constantly set upon by your houses because the Gouldwicks are trying to unseat the Tuffers from the hierarchy of drow society. And you always knew that Chari would always inherit and become the leader of the Gouldwicks family, whereas you would never become the leader of the Tuffer family. You are the eldest son, but your sister, who's quite a bit younger than you, and we will call her Kitlin, Kitlin will become the leader of the Tuffer family. She is not here. She's quite a bit younger than you and doubtlessly being tutored right now or learning something. Your mother goes on to say, Our family, Torque, the golden neck piece. And it has a special name. What is the special name for this? It's a piece of neck armor called a Torque. And it has a special name. What is it called? The golden... Shroud? The family Torque, the golden shroud, has been taken by the Gouldwicks family. And it is not known publicly as of yet. The Gouldwicks have not ransomed it, but I know that they are waiting for the right time to release it. And so that everyone will know the mockery and shame that has befallen our family for having lost this powerful talisman. You erstwhile surface-dwelling son of mine who has chosen the son over his own family. If you wish to return there, then you will fetch the golden torque, the golden shroud, from the Gouldwick's family estate with your friends here in tow, and all will be made fine for you. At that moment, I feel like she casts a message and says in a voice, in a voice to the mom and is like, I will not become your fur hat. Never, never. And they will not become a shirt and pants. You shall not lay a hand on us. Ever. The mom does not respond. She looks at you, glares at you with an intimidating look. Then she looks back to Christopher and she says, I have heard word as well that the bound and gagged and injured one have been taken by the Gouldwick family in auction this afternoon. I don't know how an auction could have happened as quickly as it has, but nonetheless, I have heard word that these surface dwellers that were not accompanying you are now also of the Gouldwick estates. You may rest here this evening. You may prepare yourselves. You have three days to return the Golden Shroud to me, and I will let you flee. I will let you leave. Menzo Branzan, do you agree? Well, I agree, but I, I'm not going to turn into clothes. I agree. No menacing looks? Maybe. Then maybe. Maybe? She turns to Flamma. Did you just say maybe? Okay, fine. That's better. Now, son of mine, with that over, go to your former rooms, set your friends up in our guest chambers, and return for dinner where I expect of you to tell me why you are here in the first place. 
So Christopher takes you to his rooms and right next to his rooms are the guest chambers. His sister's rooms are on another level, not near here. And Draggy follows you along as you leave your mother's presence. You may go upstairs. There is enough time between now, for it is the end of the day. Let's correct that to say that your mother expects you to be in presence for breakfast the next morning, and it is now nighttime in Menzoberenzen, so you may all take a long rest, heal up all of your wounds, reclaim all of your spell slots, and sometime during the night, there is the loud cry of an eagle in Menzoberenzen. A giant eagle cries out and seems to cry several times before fading again and you don't know what happened. I just wanted to say I walk out of the meeting room cackling to myself. <laughs> what does that lady think she can do to us? And I say, Fom, I think Eddie's here. And I wake up from Flash telling me and I run out the door and if Eddie's out there, I call for him. You look and you look, but you don't see him. You call for him, but your voice is lost in the huge cavern of the city of Menzoberenzen and you cannot see him at night. When you've finished up your long rest, everyone has slept. You may erase the hit points damage that you've taken. You may regain all of your spell slots and whatnot. There are three extra rooms. There's Christopher's rooms for himself, and then there is a room for Sasha and DJ, and there is, oh, there's only two rooms. There's another room for Flamma, for Flash, and for Georgington. You all have your long rest. Good, you split it to girls and boys. Yes. It's proper. Yeah. Don't do it that makes good sense. You have your long rest. It is now breakfast time. And you can smell the delicious smells of cooking meats and f- mushrooms for breakfast coming from somewhere in Chris's family home. You all awaken around the same time. And get yourselves prepared for meeting with Chris's mom. And you have a quick discussion amongst each other as to what you're going to reveal to Chris's mom about your mission to Menzoberenzen. I, I just want to say, I also brought along this family mento. It's a metal necklace, kind of. And it, the metal is a special metal called Darisian, and it belongs to the Mifwa tribe. And I wore it to breakfast. And the metal can only be found in, in the caves of Menzoberenzen. Okay, it's a special medallion uh, memento necklace. Okay, yeah, and you, the mother gives you the darkest of looks when she sees you wearing the metal that belongs to the drow people. Was this a gift that had been given to you by... I guess so, but like the metal is very special in that the metal is partly Menzoberranzen metal, but also partly earth human metal. Oh, okay. And so it's very like... um. I just wanted to know if this was a gift that had been given to you by Chris. Okay, sorry. Was it? Yeah. Okay. When the mother sees the necklace, she looks at Chris and looks at the necklace and looks back at you and glares angrily at you, but does not say anything about it. Breakfast is had. And she says, uh, let's rewind. Did you guys want to talk about what you were going to talk to his mom about beforehand? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, have a discussion in character about that. Guys, I think what we should do is tell them that we were all sent here. Christopher was sent here on a mission, and that we're a part of the Lord's Own. And then would 
I don't... Does she know what the Lord's Own is, Christopher? I mean, I don't know. I would assume so. Probably. But if she doesn't, we'll just say it's like an Earth-being tribe kind of thing. Okay. If she says, what's the Lord's Own? Lord's Own. <laughs> no, I say Lord's Own. <laughs> and I heard Eddie in the night. You did? Yeah. Well, I mean, I do sleep very heavily. Yeah. And you forgot that you heard him? Well, I'm not quite sure if it was Eddie, but I sure heard the giant eagle woke me up in the night. You see, I just sleep really heavily because um, tabaxis, um, they usually get about 13, 14 hours of sleep a day, so... They're heavy nappers. It didn't wake me up, but Flash sure did, and he made me excited. Yeah, but you called him out, but he wasn't there. And you finish your conversation as you enter the dining room for breakfast. There are eggs and mushrooms and meats and uh, other things for breakfast. It is not your normal sort of breakfast that you would have on the surface, though. But it is close enough that you feel comfortable eating most of the foods. Is there any weird foods that are laid out that you'd never seen before that you want to describe for me? Okay, hold on. Yeah, Robin? It's like a kind of like a sushi, but like not a sushi. Uh-huh. And so it's like, it doesn't have seaweed paper. It doesn't have like any of the filling, but it's like rice. But the rice is like a greeny color from a mushroom and then the rice is packed together and then there is mushroom stuffing and another layer of of rice oh really cool i like this color there yes and And alex hold on and alex put his hand up if you you can go right after alex if you've got one too what else is there that's for food that would be interesting and unique on a plate there are five different kinds of mushrooms all glowing. Oh my, glowing mushrooms one for breakfast? Is, one is purple, one kind is purple, one kind is blue, one kind is green, and one kind is yellow with orange spots. Oh my, that's and great color. And? i also never seen this glowing golden mushroom. There's also a golden mushroom there too, but there's just one of those golden mushrooms. Yeah. And it's there where Chris's mom, Fala, would sit at the table and it's just for her. There are no other golden mushrooms anywhere else. It's like there's a special delicacy that she gets to have that nobody else gets to have. Did you want to describe a special food? So there is some green stuff and it's um, as squishy as meat, yep. but it... It tastes kind of weird, like maybe just a little bit of spice. Okay. Like wasabi. Were there any other special foods that you wanted to tell? I want to talk about, there was one big giant mushroom on my plate that was golden. There was the golden mushroom, but it was on Fala's plate. Do you just take it from her? Okay, well, we'll get to that in a moment. Were there any other specialty foods? There was this, like, kind of like a squid sack, but, like, inside the squid sack was, like, a cyan, greeny, bluey, kind of like a rainbow squirty thingy. Oh, okay. And, like, all, like, the chefs just, like, squeezed it onto everyone's plate. Oh, okay. Except mine, and they are like... Sorry, ma'am. Um, tabaxis are allergic to this. I don't know if you are a special breed, but we just know that because we had one here. She was turned into a hat. <laughs> <laughs> 
That is awesome. Okay. And you set to eating your breakfast. Is there anything special that you wanted to say in regards to eating breakfast? I took a big scoop of the green stuff and put it on the other side of my plate and then dropped one of the blue mushrooms in it. Oh, delicious. And I took the golden mushroom. So you take the golden mushroom off of the plate of falah and you hold it in your hands and you're about to like take a big bite out of it? Yeah, a huge bite. And before you can do that, the mom whispers a spell called hold person where she says, and you are frozen holding the mushroom with your mouth. Actually, we won't... I'm not going to force you to that. Make a wisdom save. Yeah, roll the die. You have rolled more than... You have 15 or higher to make that wisdom save. You have repelled her spell and you bite into her mushroom. And she screeches at you and says, How dare you take my special favorite meal of the morning? I... Those are... Those cost 1,500 gold pieces per mushroom. And you have taken one for yourself, you greedy erstwhile surface dweller. And I have no more truck with you. And she asks for you to be taken from the kitchen table. And you have to go and eat the rest of your meal in the kitchen. And you can hear everybody else talking. But while you eat this delicious golden mushroom, it actually gives you five temporary hit points for the rest of the day. But, um... Yep. And I can use that for my gold to make my sword gold. Oh, okay. Well, let's see. Let's roll the die to see how many of your shocking grasps came back with the dawn. All six of them came back with the dawn. No, all seven of them. Oh, there's seven now? That's right. Well, there's there's only six for now. Um, can you use the seventh? So you have only six of the seven available to you. All right. Is everybody else done eating their breakfast? Mm-hmm. Um, but I said to my mother, mother, he didn't understand. She does not respond to you. She just gives you a look that says enough is enough. Eat your breakfast. And when we are done, you will tell me why you, why you were all here. So when everyone has done their breakfast, the plates are cleared aside. Uh, Flash is allowed to come back into the dining room and everyone can say what they're doing here. You can have that discussion with... Christopher, why don't you go first? Sure. Why don't you tell your mom why you're in Menzelbrenzen? I was originally coming here on the diplomatic mission. A diplomatic mission? From who? Can I tell her? From my superiors at the Lord's Own. Superiors? She says in a whisper, go on. A diplomatic mission for what? Flamma, do you remember what the diplomatic mission is for? We came for the um, farmer and the daughter. Oh. No, you, you guys were on a diplomatic mission to go to Menzoberanzan to ask for help as the red dragon Ashardalon has launched his forces against the surface and he is trying to take over the world above. And the Lord's own, knowing that you are a dark elf, but not knowing your situation as a dark elf, told you that you needed to go to Menzoberanzan and ask for aid in the fight against a Shardalon. And by the way, Sasha and Sweet Dantley scratch me right next to the eye right here. Oh, okay. When? A long time ago? Yeah. Oh, okay. And That's it's good to still know. there. It's been there for a You have a scar a long there time. now? Okay. Do you tell your mother this? I said I came here on the diplomatic mission 
to try and get help because a Shardalon is attacking the surface. The ancient red dragon? Yes. He is a great foe of Menzoberanzans as well. We are already dealing with his forces on our eastern front. But nonetheless, if the Lord's own wishes to truck with us, and they have sent my own son as their representative, then I shall make an opportunity for you to speak with the head priest of Loth and the heads of the top two families of Menzoberanzan. Only if you rescue and cap- recapture the Golden Shroud. Is that sufficient? Okay. Oh, I'll go buy some more golden mushrooms for me after I get enough money. I thank you for your apology for taking my breakfast from me, human, she says while looking at you. It is the first time you believe she's actually spoken to anybody other than Chris. Dirty woman. I mutter under my breath. Do I still have tongues on me? Tongues has ended. No, man. But I say it in the traditional tabaxi language that she probably doesn't speak. Oh, yeah. No, she definitely doesn't speak tabaxi. So with that, she says, you've eaten your breakfast. You may retire here for the night. I expect to hear progress and what you intend to do. If there are maps or other things that you have a need of, then speak now, but otherwise make your plans for your raid on the Gouldwick's estates. Do you have any advice or map of the Gouldwick's? Something of that sort can be provided. You may speak with the butler to gain that information. For now, I have business about the day. Your mother then gets up, sweeps from the room in an elegant and severe fashion. And I say quickly, do you have a medal? A medal? Like, I have the Lord's own medal. Oh, she ignores you as she leaves the room. The six of you... Look back and forth. I was going to run over and ask her something. Oh, okay. So as she sweeps from the room, Flamma wants to ask her a question. What did you want to ask? Do you have weapons? She ignores you as well. Such a vile and dirty woman. She leaves the room. This is your mom they're talking about, by the way. Is this game finished? And in fact, this game is done for this time. The plans you make going forward in your raid on the Gouldwick family will have to happen next time. She's such a vile, such a vile dead at home. What kind of trouble we'll get ourselves into? Would it be wrong to tag along with a band of vagabonds? You wonder if I'd wander with you. So I'll spread the word and you beat the drum. We'll round up the troops and get the gang to come. Neighborhoods head over the river and through the woods. This concludes this.
this episode of Tavern Tales Jr. We'll be back in one month with another episode. Our intro and outro music is Through the Woods by the Okie Dokie Brothers. You can find the Okie Dokie Brothers on iTunes at www.okiedokie.org and follow them on Twitter at Okie Dokie Bros. We'd love a review on iTunes and you can also find us on Twitter at Tavern underscore Tales. Thanks for listening. Come wander in my way If you ever get lost Or if the trail leads you astray The music of the pack Can always bring you back I wonder, can we wander away? And I'll spread the word And you beat the drum Round up the troops And get the gang to come Neighborhoods head over the river.